I am barely appearing on video right now. I'm dressed in complete black. That's okay. You don't have to describe your appearance every time we get on the podcast. It's the most important part of the podcast. Yeah. We've received all kinds of feedback about how much people like it. Yeah. That's not true. Tell me about the <laughs> feedback you've been receiving. <laughs> Shh. I've gotten a lot of DMs. Uh huh. Yeah. There are a lot of people listening. Wow. But there could be more if you shared with 25 of your clients. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. 20- we're, we're already disaster. 25 of your closest friends. <laughs> this is good. Just so you guys know, this is another Overby After Dark. Ooh. Yeah. Late night episode. It's gonna be a spicy episode? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> That depends on your voicemails, guys. I don't know. I haven't listened to any of them. I always like to just shock us in the moment. Yeah, we continue to not pre-screen our voicemails. So Yeah. It's kind of fun that way. Yeah. Anyway, this is Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Matt Overby. I'm Joe Johnson. Yeah. We're online content creators. We are. And uh, this is our podcast. Because, Welcome. again, what would the internet be without another podcast? In case you started this and didn't know what it was. <laughs> Basically, we overshare about our lives online for a living. And so we thought, what do you guys need? An hour line. What? An An, hour line. An hour line. An hour long segment of us telling you even more. How long is this podcast if we have a one hour segment? Well, the, the podcast is the one hour segment. Oh, okay. Like versus our one minute content normally, you know? Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're really making me question myself tonight. Fair enough. But we're here. Okay. You want to give people updates on the week? Oh, yeah. You want to start with fantasy football? We haven't checked in on fantasy football in a hot minute. I think it's time. People have been asking. Yeah. So uh, this week in fantasy football, my tight end was uh, removed from the game. Mark Andrews. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And was it your wide receiver? He was also removed from the game. Now, on the plus side, your tight end caught three balls. Uh, mine was only targeted one time and caught zero balls. So and what happened no- to your player? My Mark Andrews hurt his shoulder, correct? Uh, yeah. Um, mine re-injured his foot. Oh. So. So basically, this season is not going well. And this is our sixth year playing fantasy football. And every single year I've had so much fun and I'm realizing it's because I was winning. Yeah. I was winning and now I'm not and it feels much worse. I'm much less invested this year because I'm losing so hard. We probably should have said it's because we were parents, but it's not true. No, I've had some bad luck. Same, same. I have like 12 injured players. You See, to me, that's not bad luck. That is the dice you roll every single year. Uh, you okay. literally draft a whole team of like, oh, maybe, <laughs> you know, and then you're like, this is so shocking. They'd all come back from injuries and they said they were going to be fine. And <laughs> you're shocked. Like, did you just hear yourself? He re-injured his foot. Well, he injured that this year, though. He's he's actually one of my young players. Now, I did draft, uh, I believe, five wide receivers who are older than 30. Which is not, that's pretty old to be playing wide receiver in the National Football League. So, <laughs> apparently, you know, thought, I don't know what I thought. I look at my team and I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> my running backs are studs, but my wide receivers are trash. My my team's looking pretty rough. Yeah. Well, you're playing a 45-year-old quarterback. Yeah. I was projected to win the season from the projections that mean absolutely nothing, according to Matt, but I liked that it said it. Well, they mean absolutely nothing before the season, like before any teams have played. Right. I've never met anyone who believes in season-long projections based on drafts more than you. Like You're like, it says I'm going to be in second place. I don't, I, I, I did so good. I'm, I did it. Yeah. But. I figured that's what you want. I mean, it's better than the alternative, I guess. Yeah. But 
the other way around, you could be a comeback story. I love being a comeback story. Right I now really you do are think I story. am kind of a walking comeback story, but not in <laughs> fantasy football, just in life. What? Okay. Tell me about your comeback. What are you um, coming back from? I was a no, I still am. You're right. A lifetime of I, adversity. I take it back. I was going to say in high school, I was a loser. <laughs> but as an adult, I'm still a loser. It, nothing has changed. And for a moment, I was about to like pitch this idea that like I was a loser in high school and then I got older and I got cooler, mm-hmm. but I didn't get cooler. I just got more okay and started embracing being a loser. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of your brand now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. So I don't think that's as much of a comeback story as I thought it was. It's kind of more of a coming of age and learning to accept yourself story. Coming of age stories fits. Like yeah. we're getting older. It, no that doubt. Out. No doubt. I uh, There was a TikTok sound that's popular right now that tons of people are doing where it's like, tell me you look your age without telling me that you look your age or not that. <laughs> tell no, me you look your uh, age. You don't look your age. Anyway, basically, people are getting on saying they look so much younger than what they are. And then the end of the sound is, I'm 30. And then people are saying how old they are. And then the comment sections are just them getting demolished. Like, they're like, I'm 35. People tell me I look 22 all the time. And then the comment section, people are like, you look 70. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. It's the wisdom of the comment section. Yeah. It's always a good place to go if you want your feelings. Yeah, it's so bad. And so I finally made a video to it because I had this realization that since I was 22, people have been telling me I look 35. (laughs) And I always thought like, it never really hurt my feelings. It's. It, I don't know that it gave it still me. Still doesn't hurt your feelings, really. No, because I don't really care. Aging's not like a big. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But your sisters were, you know, in their thirties, and you thought that was awesome. Yeah, exactly. And my sister, who is thirty-eight, okay, mm-hmm. she is nearing forty years old. People <laughs> always think she's younger than me. Uh, always. Always. So I feel like I have a good head on my shoulders for people to just go after me in the comments about how old I look. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I don't know how old I look. I feel like I've always looked, well, I looked pretty young. About your age? Yeah, about my age, give or take. I think if I shaved, I could maybe take a year or two off. Yeah, you do look young without your facial hair. Yeah, well, I don't have good facial hair, so it's never made me look like really mature, but. No, that is true. It's gotten a lot better, though. Yeah. There's a reason I didn't have it for a long time. What is it like being a 30-year-old man who still can't grow facial hair? <laughs> <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> um, it's <clears throat> Wow, my voice cracked. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> this is a beautiful sequence of events. Now, please answer the question. What is it like being a 30-year-old man who can't really grow facial hair? It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't like build up your, you know, your self-confidence. Did you think about it like in high school and college much? Oh, yeah. 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 It's always been a thing where I'm like, man, I wish I could grow some facial hair. Okay. I'm like my dad has facial hair. I do think his came in a little bit later, but like still, Your brother has a lot better facial hair than you. Much have. better. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's just more patient or if, well, no, it's just better. No, I, it's- I'm, I'm just... I feel like you've been plenty patient. <laughs> You're 30. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. I'm getting exposed. Well, I... Uh, Is there somewhere you wanted to go with this question? or No, just... I was just curious because okay. I've never really thought about it. Yeah. But I know that it's something... It's like one of the things that I feel like men can be really insecure about. Mm-hmm. And I've never even thought to ask you it because I've never really thought about your facial hair that much. Yeah. Like, I like it. I mean, uh, uh, as opposed to the other thing men can be self-conscious about, people can't actually see your facial hair most of the time. Yeah. And the other one, not so much. Your abs? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> big time. And that's why mine are so awesome. Yeah. Mm. Matt has a 45 pack. That's an odd number. 
yeah, it, it, it's a little wonky, but it's still pretty random. Oh, wow. Off the rails already. <laughs> no, but uh, I was just wondering. I don't know. Yeah. That's something I've never really spent any time thinking about. So whenever you brought it up, I was curious your thoughts, your feels. Well, I feel like you brought it up, but yeah. What? <laughs> I'm confused what you were. So am I. Okay. Oh, anyway, all that to say, guys, fantasy football's not going well. No. See this tear rolling down my face? Mm-hmm. Well, on the YouTube, they can. That's about fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to lose. I'm afraid I'm not even going to make the playoffs for the first time. If it makes you feel better, uh, I track a bunch of the stats, mm-hmm. and like your team has been unlucky in their matchups. Uh, do, That doesn't make me feel that much better. Okay. Because that's not going to make me make the playoffs. I thought you were going to tell me that. I'm the commissioner. Do you want me just to expand the playoffs to like eight teams? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, Got I it. don't actually want you to do that. But <clears throat> It's fine. I don't want anybody who, you know, is in our league listens to this podcast. Okay. Other updates of the week. This is a big one. Okay. We finally hired somebody to clean our house. We were well overdue. Yeah. We bit the bullet. Mm-hmm. We did it. I've been told over and over again by people that it is not a bad thing to not try to do it all. Yeah. If you have the privilege of being able to afford to outsource, outsource, do it. And I listened and I'm very excited. Our floors are clean for the first time in so long. It made our entire house feel different. Yeah. And I, I thought I was getting our house relatively clean. Really? I'd been trying. Okay. I really had been trying. I didn't think that it was like immaculate. Gotcha. Not that. Okay. I, don't, I didn't okay. think that, but I didn't think I was as behind as I realized I was once somebody had deep cleaned everything. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I didn't think that I was keeping up with everything perfectly by any means. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. But I didn't realize how far behind we'd gotten. Yeah. Well, it's you're not like a big surface cleaner either. You try and keep things picked up, but- the cleaning part. Right. But I've been trying to keep our floors pretty swept up too. Mm-hmm. And it was not. I was so. They needed a good old fashioned mop. Everywhere. Like badly. Everywhere. Yeah. And we just have a lot more floor space than we do. Than we did at our last house here. Yeah. That is and true. Everything's a hard surface. Which and, means it can be mopped. Which is good. Yeah. But we don't have rugs in a lot of our rooms yet. And no. Stuff like that. So it just. I don't know. Change the game, though. It does feel really good. Yeah. Clean. I'm not going to turn the camera around, but, you know, we usually complain about how gross our room looks. looks pretty good right now. It does. We're it's even true. doing laundry now. Yep. That's kind of all over the place. But other than that, pretty picked up. <gasps> Tell them all about your hanger idea. Oh, yeah. I realized one of the problems with uh, our laundry system is that we got to go, like, recover hangers when we want to rehang our clothes, and that's kind of a whole process. And anything that slows me down in the cleaning, picking up laundry process uh, can cause major problems. And I just may or may not keep going. So I realized we need a place that once we take our clothes off of the hangers, instead of putting the hangers back on the closet, like what if we had a place where those hangers go and then like we know where all of our empty hangers are and they're not like you have to go dig through the closet to find them. Right. So hanger storage something that i got obsessed with for like an hour and a half this week yeah but we actually ended up picking two different systems yeah i really want to hang mine on the wall and you were like absolutely not well you have a lot more wall space than i do in your closet i don't have as much wall space and i know that i eventually want to hang my hats and have somewhere to hang outfits so i didn't want to give up some of that space to put hangers yeah and i know i'm not going to be hanging hats no not very many anyway no. I have a lot of hats to hang. You really do. Like, I should probably downsize my hat collection, honestly. Eh, it's fine. G loves hats. She does really love hats. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Maybe she, she loves just hats. Adopt hats. Accessories in general. I know. Big moves today. She asked me to put a bow on her. Yeah, which uh, normally she will rip off her head. Yeah, she left it on until she went cost. to bed. Yeah. She probably would have worn it to bed. Yeah, I had to take it off. I mean, I Yeah, that doesn't seem safe. No, I took it off of her. But I just had that thought. 
I don't know. Anyway, wild. All right. Last thing I want to know about our update this week. Mm -hmm. We're working on an Ikea hack. Yes. Or at least, is that the proper phrasing you think? That's what the internet calls it. Like that's what I Google to find all of our tutorials. Yeah, it's kind of an Ikea hack. So we got two Ikea wardrobes from, I don't remember what line they are. Ikea. Oh. What line from Ikea? Oh, no, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I was just being a jerk. Okay. Well, Ikea, one of their uh, closet storage lines, we got two wardrobes. They're eight feet tall. Well, they're not quite eight feet tall, I guess. Just under. Just under eight feet tall. And we are going to trim them out to be two built-in closet Mm -hmm. style things in our guest room. And then my dad was so kind to build out a bench with storage underneath and then a header with storage that will be drilled into the wardrobes in order for all of it to be one piece and then we'll trim out all around the edges and it'll look like it's yeah we're painting it all in and it's going to look like one big built-in piece which would be awesome yeah and we actually had that planned out because uh we took the closet out of that room yes as part of the remodel we were like we could put a closet back in but i think we want to do it via wardrobe because it is planned to be a guest room or like a a bonus space really um it's so still it's, quite a bit of closet space. Yeah, it will be. It's just like, regardless, we were like, we don't need as much storage in this room and it wasn't planned to be a long-term bedroom. I think you could do it with as much as we're putting in. It just mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily in the plan. Yeah, but we got started on that a few days ago and I learned Matt doesn't have a ton of experience spray painting. I'm not a good spray painter. I learned that you weren't that worried about how much protection we put up spray painting no which i was very concerned about mainly because i'm not a very good spray painter yeah that's a you're you probably saw why i was like we need to plastic everything okay so i want to preface all of this so what happened was matt wanted to prep everything in the guest room with tons of plastic like tape off the walls and i don't think any of this is bad i think more prep than less preps good protect things over not i get it Um, but I was just confused, but Matt didn't understand why I was confused because I was just going to take a big piece of cardboard, like (laughs) a a really flat piece of cardboard yeah, and like cover up the edges as I painted Mm -hmm. and it was going to be no problem. I wasn't, (laughs) wasn't worried about it. Um, I think you could have done that. I think you'd have been fine. I I still think I absolutely could have. Mm -hmm. Does it, what I want to ask though, I wanted to give some context to them. After watching me, did it make more sense why I was so confused? Yeah, you looked like you knew what you were doing out there. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. So I was preparing for like me painting. Right. No, makes so much more sense. We were not terribly thrilled with each other as no. we were prepping. Uh, I wasn't upset that you were trying to prep. I just really wanted to understand. Yeah. Because what I thought was happening... Now that we know what we know, it, it it's 2020, you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing that I really didn't understand is I thought you knew something about the painting process that <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> like That's why I was so confused. I knew I didn't know. And mm-hmm. now that makes more sense. But I was like, what does he know about this primer that I don't? <laughs> like, why, I, is he, why is he putting so much plastic on the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's what... and. You know, Matt bought a paint sprayer to do uh, everything. Yeah, to give us a good finish on the cabinet doors and the cabinet pieces that we could pull out of the room. Now, these wardrobes are so tall, we can't actually remove them from the room because we assembled them and they can't be tipped over without hitting the ceiling. Right. And so we're doing that all in the room. Everything else will be done outside. Yeah. And I said to you, as you were painting, like taping or plasticking everything off, Mm -hmm. I said, well, it seems to me like you're getting everything ready to bring the paint sprayer in here which originally was an idea that we had and then we realized we didn't like there's only a couple surfaces that are even flat that it would matter so much there's only a couple visible surfaces that we're going to paint in the room that can't be painted out of the room Mm -hmm. so it was like yeah we can just roll these with paint it will not be a big deal yeah worst case we can sand it to get a good finish 
But I did get to teach you about spray painting. So that was kind of fun. You did. You did. Do you still smell spray paint? Uh, slightly, but I would imagine that's because it's a room in our house. Oh, I figured it's because we have paint in our nose. Oh, no. I don't yeah. smell it like that. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I still smell it. Oh, well, that's concerning. Yeah. Well, I mean, we put our masks on, but only after we started and realized we'd forgotten our masks. Yeah. So, no, Safety I can first. definitely still smell spray paint. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I can see some on your nose. <laughs> I have outside. it on my hands, too. Although I bet that's from your mask. I bet it's from like the outside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely, maybe it's just my hands. Maybe I just smell my hands. Yeah. I definitely like, I, I'm going to need a good hand scrub. Yeah. I scrubbed some earlier because I'm much worse than you. And I just basically painted my hand at one point. I did not do any of that. <laughs> now there was one point, one of the funniest points of this entire process that I wish I had on video. And I am taking video of all of this and documenting it yeah. to share on TikTok. So you can head over to my TikTok to see this whole process but one of my favorite parts of the whole process that i wish i had on video uh was i was using a small piece of cardboard to get the edges to make sure that i didn't get overspray anywhere and matt can reach higher than i can so i said will you come over here and get the top and i very strategically turned my hand in order to hand him the piece of cardboard to use mm-hmm. and he took my strategy under zero consideration and just Took the piece of cardboard. Just grab that sucker. <laughs> like wide hand around <laughs> the cardboard covered in paint. <laughs> and then he didn't know what to do after his hand made contact with the wet paint. And he didn't know what to do. <laughs> He's like, what What do I, what do I, how do I? I was like, just put it on the ground. Just drop it on the ground. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We made it out. We did. We did. You're definitely going to be in charge of painting from here yeah. on out. I, I think I just have more experience painting than you. Definitely with spray. Yeah. Yeah. I've rolled a fair bit in my day, but... I haven't rolled a ton hmm. because dad would get really frustrated with me whenever we were rolling. <laughs> yeah. He never took the time to, I feel like, like really slow down and teach me because... Well, he's got a lot of paint experience under his belt. Yeah. No, he really does. Like a, a like lot actually, of, yeah. yeah. Like professional paint experience. Mm-hmm, like at he did one it point. as a job for a period of time yeah. in his youth. And so he, I remember to this day him painting my bathroom. My childhood bedroom and my childhood bathroom had, uh, before they were just painted one color, they had had somebody come in and do like murals, like a mural mm-hmm. uh, border in my bedroom and my bathroom and wow. stuff. Yeah, I'll have to find pictures. It Ornate. was cute. But then whenever I got older and I wanted like my grown up, mm-hmm. my, my teen girl room, um, my mom and dad surprised me while I was at overnight camp and painted my entire bedroom purple. And my dad even painted the ceiling purple. Yeah. So cool. And uh, anyway, when I came back, I really wanted my bathroom to be purple too. And I remember to this day taping that bathroom off with my dad. How'd it go? Um, the bathroom looked immaculate. <laughs> I will never live up to my dad's standards of paint taping. <laughs> and that's just facts. You know who also wouldn't? I, I wouldn't. Because you don't I taped ours. To my expectations <laughs> of paint taping, which the bar I set pretty low. Yeah, I did a very bad job in our bathroom. Really, really bad. And I tried to teach you and like help you as we were going, and you got frustrated instead of <laughs> listening. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll just have to fix this later with a paint pen or something. Yeah. And yeah, I, I did think about the, the other day. I need to get a paint pen or something and fix it. Cause... Yeah, we'll probably just need to tape it and then paint it back with... Uh... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. It's tragic. It doesn't look very good at but the top. But that's okay. You live and you learn, you know? Your part looks great, the part you taped. Yeah. Yeah. We have better tape now, too. Yeah, part of... I will say that as part of your problem. Yeah. We did not have great tape. Well, and it was kind of a challenge. Like, the ceiling was... Is not perfectly flat, which is pretty you normal for a ceiling. You didn't do a good job, but we also didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to scapegoat my equipment, but it didn't work. Yeah, the she ceiling. She wouldn't let me get away with it. The ceiling was not the problem there. <laughs> uh, agree to disagree. Okay. Oh, boy. 
Anyway, so we'll keep you updated on the Ikea hack. We haven't gotten to the painting of the actual color, but it's going to yeah. be a really deep green color. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've actually, this this house is just white and green. Yeah, so people far. are like, what color are you doing? I'm like, green. We have a bathroom that's blue. Yeah, and we have appliances that are blue. Yeah. And everybody keeps commenting that that bathroom is green. Really? Yeah. Huh. Every time somebody walks into it, sees pictures is of it. Is there a chance those people are, are blue-green colorblind? I don't think that many people are <laughs> colorblind. Eh, food for thought. But the color's flagstone and it's under the blue section. Like I, to me, it's very blue. Yeah. If anything, I would say like gray is yeah. the other color you could call it because it is very much a, like a gray blue. I agree. Green, not so much. I don't think so either. Green is the ocean. Which actually, sometimes the ocean can be yeah, green. Yeah, that so now was I've a said it very, I, I was going to say blue is the sky, maybe, because I've never seen the sky. <laughs> green is the sky? Green. I have during a tornado, but. Oh, I guess that, that's true. I, yeah, but that's a rare occasion. Yeah. I feel like sometimes the ocean can look really green. Yeah, it really can. I Another dumb thing I said before I thought about it. You're not. No, you've never I didn't said say I was dumb. dumb in your life. No, I've like like several podcasts in a row, I have said things out loud and then had to say out loud like i'm aware it's dumb like please don't get at me yeah that's okay why am i yawning so much i'm sorry it is the best part of the week i mean it is you're yawning so much because we're recording wildly late at night yeah it's everybody's favorite part of the week though yeah it's greg's reads of the week and let me tell you guys greg is reading again some people were worried like can he read is he reading anymore? Can he read? No, actually, nobody said nobody that. Nobody asked us if he could read. No <laughs> one. But people were worried that he wasn't going to send us articles anymore because that we had like uh, worried him too much. Yeah. Um, let me tell you guys. He's back, baby. He's, he's back and better than ever because he sent us uh, probably three times as many articles as what we're going to read here today. So we got a little bit of a backlog. Yeah. We like a backlog. You want to start? Let's kick it off. The stock market is rallying. What needs to happen for the bear market to end? Barons. Scale of one to ten? Mm-hmm. That Six. is our system, by the way, guys. If you're unfamiliar with the segment, we rate these articles on how much anxiety they give us from one to ten. Without reading them. Typically, we don't read them. Based purely on headlines. No, it's not that we don't read the art. I read a lot of them. Oh, I, I read uh, very few of them. Dad, if you're listening, it's sorry that my problem. husband's it's an attention span a jerk. Uh, I do read a lot of them. I don't read much anything. I will say I have not read a lot of this week's. Yeah, because they came through at a rapid pace. Yeah, he's uh, again, he's reading more than ever. And I've been really trying to catch up on our lives, which I think that's a good good statement for you know uh, how things are going. Yeah, this gives me a six and a half out of ten on the anxiety scale. We know that I don't like stock market. Or anything talking about a market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, then this week is going to be rough. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four because it says it's rallying and the bear market, you know, ends. So that's that's kind of positive if you, you want good. things to grow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'm with you on the stock market. Just, you know, being scary. Yeah. 13 ways you're sabotaging your retirement. This or, is from Entrepreneur. Yeah. 11. Uh, oh, it gives you an 10? 11? I, I mean, sabotaging my retirement? Yeah. This gives me one out of 10. Wow. Because I'm so confident that I am doing better than any online article geared toward like general knowledge of finances. Wow. Just pure confidence coming from you. I, I really, <clears throat> I am pure confidence about that. I mean, that. I think you are, I think you do it's, a very good job. It's not that I think I'm doing it like perfectly or that I'm doing it. Like, I still think there are a lot of things that I could learn. Mm-hmm. And I, but I feel like this article, I'm going to read it more to like have somebody pat me on the back than I am anything else. Well, and he does send us these articles not to give us anxiety. Like, no. They probably are like, look at you. You're doing all these good things. Yeah. But just reading that title? I did read that one. And I did feel like it was a nice pat on the back. Got it. Okay. So you've got a little inside information here. Yeah, I do. But the headline didn't even scare you. Yeah. That's confidence, people. Now the next one. (laughs) The next one gives me. Oh, let me tell you guys. This was an anxious week for, for people reading headlines. Yeah. 
U.S. mortgage rates hit 7.08%, highest in more than 20 years, the Wall Street Journal. I mean, a 45 out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's scary. And we already own our home. Yeah. We. I mean, we have a mortgage, but we got it a while ago, so. Right. I can't fathom. No. Needing to buy a house right now. Yeah, I mean. Or wanting to I buy guess a house you would have right to, now. Well, I mean, hopefully you get to buy it cheaper. Yeah, that's true. I know prices are coming down, so. Yeah. And I don't like that everywhere I've been reading, too, it's like they're going to hit 10% before they start coming down. I'm like, oh, man. But then you talk to anybody over the age of 50, and they're like, mm-hmm. well, my first mortgage was 19.5%. It was 27%. I know that houses were no. also like three quarters then, but. Yeah, like three quarters. Like literally 75 yeah. cents. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. But you had to finance those from the bank. Right. Because they were so valuable. Right. Mm-hmm. No, but it really was like mom talks about buying her first home whenever she was in her earlier mid 20s. And I, I, it was like 700 square feet, mm-hmm. if that, I, like it was tiny. Um, Maybe it was smaller than that. This is like a, a retro tiny home. It was like Not a little really, tiny but... like studio <clears throat> house kind of. Got it. I believe from what she's told studio me. Studio house, it's four walls. <laughs> she, she's probably listening to this. And, and she, <laughs> Like it's like it was 1,700 square feet. It was like a normal house, three it bedrooms. It was not. I know it wasn't <clears throat> that big. Okay. Because she always compared it. Whenever I bought my first house, she was like, my whole first house could have fit in your two-car garage. <laughs> and so I feel like it had to have been, I don't know. The way that I have adopted it in my brain from how she's described it to me, it wasn't like a tiny home though. Mm-hmm. But like, think about it. My apartment whenever I lived on my own yeah, was 600 square feet. I had an 1,100 square foot apartment, but it was a two bedroom with a long hallway and that, a living that room. That apartment was huge. Yeah, it was humongous. So I mean, I so can I definitely see you doing a house. 700 square foot house. Like, I don't think that's that tiny. Nah, that's very doable. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I don't know how much it was, but in my mind, I have it documented in my head. It's like, it was like $19,000. It was probably more than that. Maybe but it was. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I just think that's crazy how much stuff has changed. Because how hard would it to be like to even find a 700 square foot house now? Oh, yeah. I don't. In our area, very, very difficult. The average size of a home owned by a single family in America is now 2,400 square feet. That's the average size? Mm-hmm. Wow. I looked it up the other day. That's, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was quite that size. That's what, well, I should I would have guessed right around like two. Yeah. No, it was 20. I think it was 2350, if I remember right. Still. Uh, and it was, I don't remember whose data that was, mm-hmm. but I, I Googled it because a lot of people online were arguing in a comment section um, on a, somebody was like, let's like start normalizing, you know, average or smaller sized homes, mm-hmm. I believe is what they were saying. And their house was like 2,100 square feet. And the comment section was full of people angry that they were saying that that was a smaller Smaller home. home. They were like, that's not a small home. Like, that's a pretty big home, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, interesting. Because I think of 2,100 as like probably like the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think of it as like. Like a median sized home. Tiny, but I. I don't know if it's the average, but I'd say somewhere in the median. Right. And, but I do think of it like on the smaller like if you have a family of four yeah in 2100 square feet like you're definitely having to be strategic about it unless it's laid out really 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 well which some of them are a lot of them are yeah Yeah. but i think you're having to be like pretty strategic now very doable Mm -hmm. very livable we uh i whenever we were in college lived in a house that was i think 1300 square feet and you could have easily lived in it with yeah. a family of four. So I'm not saying anything about like that, but it just surprised me as I was reading this comment section because I don't know. Sometimes I'm just so off. Yeah. The way I've grown up and the people I've been around and the homes that I've seen, my perspective is just skewed. And so I, I Googled it because I was like, how off am I? And then I was shocked whenever it said the average home was that big. They were low. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. I definitely would not have guessed 2400. In the United States. Yes. 
Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Like in the United clarify. States, our homes are huge here. Yeah, well, compared to other places. Yeah, we have a lot of space in the that's the true. middle region of it. Anyway. Yeah. How we got that space, a little questionable, but yeah. And I I have learned too that that is an interesting difference in perspective too. Mm-hmm. Talking to somebody about three thousand square feet in California versus three thousand square feet in Missouri. Well, yeah. Very, very different. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one's like four times the cost, so. You think four? I bet it's more than that. It depends on where it is. But, Even mm-hmm. in like a peak neighborhood in Missouri, I feel like. I meant in California. I know, but I'm saying like, what, half a million dollars for a 3,000 square foot, like with top line finishes somewhere in Missouri, like in the nicest neighborhood? Yeah, probably. Okay. You think you're getting that same house for $2 million in California? Well, maybe if it's way out somewhere. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Oh, okay. Next article. A cardiologist shares the five foods she avoids for a healthy heart and what she eats instead. I don't know. Three. Uh, one out of ten. Anything about food from my dad, I am not taking <sighs> to heart. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, and just not, you don't think he's an authority on, on food? No. Well, and I just... Uh, a cardiologist sounds like she's an authority on food. No, for sure. But I'm just like, it's not... I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, it doesn't cause me a lot of anxiety. Like, I, I feel like I'm in a season of my life where I don't have a great grasp on my nutrition. Mm-hmm. And reading an article from CNBC isn't going to change that. <laughs> no, I think that's true for sure. <laughs> You're not like, man, when I read that article from CNBC, changed my whole look on food. But I don't. You're dis- working on it, though. Yeah. Proud of you. I am working on it. Yeah. I've been eating at home a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is a big change. Big change for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you eat a lot of Greek yogurt. I did make fun of you a little bit that maybe it's because your new phone doesn't have the DoorDash app logged in, but... Yeah, but that's not why. No. No, it's not. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Roth IRA versus traditional IRA. Which one is better? That's by CBS News. No anxiety. Yeah. You're you're pretty knowledgeable on the subject. I feel pretty good about my IRA knowledge. Yeah. Eh, two or three, but like eh, pretty low. Okay. Four tips to cope with money anxiety from a financial planner who gets it. Not going to lie. It's like a four for me. That's more like a six for me. Yeah. It it does it for me. I'm like, if this financial planner has anxiety about it, should we? I think we're well, right to have anxiety. I don't think she does. I think she's giving you tips to cope with it. Oh, Oh, I read it as she gets the anxiety also. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. I was like, man, there really is something to worry about. Yeah, no, I just, I think that that article makes me feel like I need to acknowledge my anxiety around money. Well, we did make a whole podcast segment about it. And I would prefer not to do that. Okay. Gonna push right through it. Yep. Push those feelings down, bottle them up. Yep. Never look at them again. You got it. Uh, name of the game, baby. You going to share the word of the week with me? Word of the week. You ready to learn something? Mm-hmm. You're familiar with the word indelible. 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 I've heard that. You have? I have no idea what it means. Have you heard it in the context of like an indelible die? No. Gotcha. Making marks that cannot be removed. That's if it's in reference to like ink or pen. Okay. It's so like an indelible marker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or not able to be forgotten or removed. I yeah. am indelible. Sure. Yeah, I guess so. I am Iron Man. I mean, that's an idea that you have, I guess, that you're indelible. Now, I would argue no man is indelible or woman or person. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I guess that's a the thing you feel about yourself, which is, <laughs> I guess, irrationally that's good. Not what I was trying to say, sure. but. Yeah, somebody can make an indelible impression. These boots are indelible. Wow. Yep. Go to YouTube.com if you want to see somebody's sparkle lugs. From they are a forever moment. The early 2000s. I love them. Yeah. I'm never giving them up. Yep. And you're wearing them on the podcast. I wear them as house slippers. <laughs> a makes, lot. Makes sense. Yeah. They're so toasty. Yeah. I couldn't imagine putting my feet in something like that. I'd, I'd, I'd be swimming in my own sweat. <laughs> It'd be disgusting. They'd need to be burned for the smell. Yeah. 
the per- terrifying. The, the 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 smell would be indelible. Yeah, exactly. It would be indelible, and it would start soaking into like the floorboards. Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. This is such a gross image that I've painted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about indelible. Yeah, that's a usable one. Yeah, I like that. Okay, voicemails. Let's rock. Let's rock, baby. I, I know, don't she's know doing the how podcast to click song. A. What? She's doing the voicemail songs that she wings. I have been really singing today. I did a whole so bit much. about going down the road to our house to the little Einstein's theme song. Little oh, little Einstein. I was, like, I was thinking Einstein's bagels theme song. Been our favorite rocket ship. No. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Einstein's bagels because we went there, and I was like, "Do they have a song? Maybe no. they do." I haven't been catching their advertising, I guess. I wanted to ask you a question about budgeting. Me and my husband are so bad at controlling our money and we don't really know how to make a budget plan or how to even start one. Uh, We currently live on one income, but since my husband is self-employed, his paychecks are always different amounts and they always come in at different times of the month and that's probably the hardest part for us. So do you have any tips on how to create a budget plan and also on how we can start saving up a little bit on this side? And I just want to say that I love your podcast and listening to all of your fun top topics. Thank you for doing this. Oh, I'm ready for this question. Self-employment. Yeah. yeah and this budgeting. Is, That's your I, forte. I actually am going to say if you're listening to this and you're self-employed and you want budgeting help, I have a blog post on my website, joejohnsonoverbeat.com. Uh, blog is a tab. And if you go down We there, can probably add it in the podcast description. I can add it to the podcast description. But uh, I have an article all about this and uh, how to go about learning to budget an inconsistent income or what had worked over the years for me. And so definitely... Go check that out. We'll link it in the description of both the YouTube video and the show notes. Uh, But the first thing that I'm going to tell you to do is not base your spending off of what you think you're going to make a year. I I think that a lot of people, if they're self-employed, let's say you make $60,000 a year, so you're expecting $5,000 a month worth of money to budget. Mm Mm-hmm. Something that I always told people is to try and budget off of your lower end month income if you can. So for me, it didn't always work because some months in photography, I would make like $15,000 in one month. And then the next month I would make $500. Yeah. And obviously like that wasn't going to work. But yeah, the 500 month wouldn't cover everything. Right. Uh, But if you can find a number that you feel like most months, like 10 out of 12 months a year, you're going to at least hit that number. So whatever it is, $3,000, $5,000, $10,000, whatever it may be. Um, And then budget for that amount and anything over that, save for yourself for a rainy day if you can. Uh, and in the blog post that I have, I get into bottom line and figuring out what your bottom line is because that's really important too, is having a fundamental understanding of how much you spend a month on necessities. So rent, food, gas, insurance, I don't, yeah, car payment. I mean, transportation. Yeah. Any, anything transportation. like that, that student loans the amount that you have to make that month in order to make ends meet that bottom line is going to be really important. Cause obviously you want your number to be over that bottom line. Um, I always tell people too, like I preferred to always put my retirement and long-term savings within that bottom line too. Yeah. But long story short, I would always save if I went over that month and instead of doing like a monthly bonus or feeling like because I made a lot one month, I could go out and buy extra things. I saved that money. And then I did a bonus once a year for myself. Yeah. I think so, that's a good idea is like if if you're going to 
let it build up over a quarter or a year or half a year. Like give yourself a target over time, not just on a month by month basis because things can really fluctuate monthly. Right. And that was really, really nice. I I chose once a year for other people, just depending on what your lifestyle is or mm-hmm. when big expenses come up for you because maybe you have birthdays in the summer and then at Christmas. So you would like to look at doing it, you know, yeah. twice a year or whatever it is. If you give yourself time for that extra money to build up a little bit in that account, that way too, if you have a month where you the paychecks are much, much lower, you can dip into that uh, as kind of an emergency. Yeah, honestly. And the only thing I would add to that is maybe set up a separate account to do that. Something yeah. where you can't see it as readily. Yeah. And I go into details and kind of describe yeah. all of that in the blog post. I think it's hard for me to, there's just so much to talk about with it. Mm-hmm. So read that blog post. And also I always recommend like going online and reading about it from anybody you can. Like Vanguard has a lot of really good resources and articles. Money Magazine has a lot of really good, uh, interesting articles and yeah. resources. And don't be afraid to like read, read, read. And the things that you see over and over again are usually the good places to get started. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> what? As financial experts. No, that's the thing. People that are terrified by financial news. We are not financial experts by any means. I was wondering how having to be a caretaker for a family member affected your view on having children. Because personally for me, that is the number one reason I don't want any for myself. But I know you've mentioned that you tried for children and you want children and i was just curious if um having to be a caretaker for someone um especially possibly at a young age even though you weren't the only one if if or how that affected your desire and your view on children very thoughtful question very thoughtful and we talked about it a lot yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, I think that was one of my biggest fears in mm-hmm. having kids. And it's a conversation I have a lot. Um, just seeing everything that my dad has done to help out my mom and make things work for her. And I don't know. The fear in being a parent is just that because... It's so different than being a child of somebody who needs help. Yeah. In my opinion, because as a parent, it's it's a different level of responsibility. Yeah. I think uh, the biggest thing I would say is it's affected the level of security that you want to feel going into having children. Yes. Like you want to feel very, very secure. Um, and if you don't feel you have that security or you don't feel that level of security is attainable readily... I can definitely see not wanting to have them. Well, and I think that was a huge part of our decision. We wanted to be financially ready, mentally ready, physically mm-hmm. ready, you yeah. know, as ready as we could be in all of those categories. But I think that I felt such a responsibility and desire to have children just because of how I look at the world. Like yeah. I, I felt this intense sense of like duty to have children because Hmm. I feel like a lot of my friends who I think would be some of the best parents in the world are making a really selfless decision and choosing to not have children Mm -hmm. because of their beliefs of the world. And I think that's wonderful and I'm really supportive of that choice. And I kind of felt the opposite pull because if none of these people that I think would be such incredible parents are having kids who's having and raising the next generation. Yeah. I don't know. It's so complicated and it's so personal. It requires Um, a lot of self-awareness too, which I mean, some people that we know that aren't having children are just like, Hey, I don't think I'd be that good at it. And some of them may have good reasons and some of them may not. Some of them may just be fear. And yeah. that's fear is totally a valid reason too, though, because um, you don't want to 
transfer a lot of that to a child. Right. But definitely, if you feel that sense of security or that you have something you can provide, um, yeah, there, there we did have talks about like, hey, I think we could be good at this, and I think that that's a contribution we can make. And, and I think that that was the root of it for us is Matt and I were both like, I, I think that we will be good at this. And I think it's something that we'll really enjoy. I don't know. Having, making the choice to have children is such a uh, selfish one. And I don't know that I mean that in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Like I I think that even my gut reaction to that is to be like, ooh, selfish. I'm not selfish. Well, but you're making, yeah, it's just kind of odd because you're making a decision about somebody else's life that you don't know, that doesn't right. exist yet. Right. Um, based on information that only you have. Right. And so it's inherently, I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Is yeah. like you are deciding something for somebody else. Right. And based on you. I think it was coming to terms with that before we decided to have kids yeah. that was so important to me. Because if we end up having a child that requires full-time care or anything like that. I wanted to be in a place that I made that decision and that's my responsibility as a parent. Mm -hmm. And I was really confident in that going in. Yeah. Um, and so I I think that that's where I needed to be. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if that helped with that question at all. I don't either. That's a really hard question. It's very thoughtful. But uh, we did talk about that a lot. We did. Uh, so I, I don't think that that is a, you're not alone in those thoughts. No. At all. That's a hurdle that you may or may not overcome. I was about to say that you have to overcome and it's like, you don't have to. No. No. That's a And, and I don't even reason. know that I, I, I think that maybe for other people, it is the deciding factor for them. And mm-hmm. I have the utmost respect and care for those people. And I think that that's great. Yeah. I don't think there's a one size fits all path. I think the good part is just that you're thinking about it. Yeah, I agree. Really thinking about it before leaning into something that's so serious. Mm -hmm, I agree. Good for you. (laughs) Hi, Matt. Hi, Joe. This is Elena. I've been following you guys for a while because I have a one-year-old who is three weeks younger than Gardy, so we had a similar pregnancy journey, and I enjoyed following along. My question is... A lot of people keep asking me when I will add another baby to my family, and I find that very annoying, very personal. So I want to see if you guys have an answer to give people that isn't mean, because sometimes I come off as mean. I just think people should realize in 2022 that that's a very personal question, and a lot of people battle infertility, and they just shouldn't ask that at all. Um, even though I didn't have infertility and I got pregnant easily, that doesn't mean you, it's okay to ask that question. And I also want to know, what signs did you guys have um, that you were ready to have Guardy? Because sometimes I feel like I'm ready for a baby number two. Sometimes I feel that I'm so not ready because all of my family lives really far away. So I'm just wondering if there's any magic recipe to discover like when you're ready to have another one. Okay, love you guys. Thank you so much for everything. Bye. No magic recipe. I was going to say, you're in the wrong place for magic recipes. <laughs> Even just regular recipes were not a good place to go. I also hate the question, so when are you yeah, guys going to have another one? It bothers you I lot. get so triggered. <laughs> so triggered. Um, and it's funny because I have totally asked my friends that question. Mm-hmm. So I both understand it and I don't like the very assuming yeah part of it i i if i want to ask that question one i make sure it's somebody that i know very well that i have a personal relationship with that i feel like it's okay for me to ask that question two and a lot of times there are people that have expressed hey i want x number of well children. i was gonna say the question that i usually ask is do you guys think that you want more mm-hmm. or if somebody doesn't have any kids i'm like do you guys want kids like do you think that you want yeah. kids that's the question I will ask if sure. I'm curious. Um, but I, I won't ask somebody I don't know well. And I, I completely agree. Now, as for what I have learned to respond to people, I usually respond with, you know, whenever, whenever, because we get asked that a lot online. For sure. Especially every day. during lives. And some people will say, well, when's baby number two coming? And I 
say the same thing almost every time. I'm like, you know, we don't know and we're not in control of that. And so I am somebody that just likes to let that be and not try to decide when that's going to happen because I don't want to set up expectations for my life that aren't within my control. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you can definitely say it's just, it's not a, you know, we can, we can decide when we're going to try, but we can't decide when we're going to have another kid. Yeah. And then you can say, so do you really want to know when we're trying? Cause I can just like shoot you a text, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Keep you in the loop. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And just because you had an easy time once doesn't mean you'll have an easy time again. Right. And vice versa is true. We know people on the other side of that coin. I follow a few different women online who are experiencing secondary infertility who got pregnant very easily with their first and not with the second. And I, this is something that I've really listened to what they have to say on it because I know that those are really hurtful questions to them. Yeah. And and I, I, I think at the root of it, we just kind of have to accept that some people will never think of it that way. Yeah. It's just a different. Because they're just excited. Yeah. You know. Again, if you can reframe a little bit and just go, they're not trying to be offensive. They are. And, you know, the whether or not they're trying to be is not always the end all be all. Um, no. So, you Intention know, over assault. impact. Yeah. Doesn't really Work. always. Yeah. Yeah. But as for knowing when number two, when it's time, I think that if it doesn't, feel quite right. I don't think there's any pressure. No. I stand by that. I think that so many people get caught up in how far apart their kids will be. I hear people talk about it all the time. They're like, well, the perfect timing is 26 months apart or 34 months apart or, you know, or whatever. As if one, they have control over how perfectly they are spaced apart. There might be a few people out there who have gotten lucky enough to get pregnant that easily you're still rolling the dice yeah for the most part you're rolling a dice and i have never in my life like i have met siblings who are 18 months apart and are crazy close i've met siblings who are 18 months apart and hate each other Mm -hmm. i don't really think it matters so much how far apart they are yeah and i have sisters that i'm six and nine years apart from and there are plenty of moments in my life that i wished i had had a sibling that was closer in age but now looking back, I don't think it really like I'm so close with my sisters and I'm so grateful for my sisters and what we have. And I, I don't know that closer in age really guaranteed me anything. Yeah. Uh, again, it's uh, the only thing we really decided when we decided to try to have a child is uh, that we were we thought we were ready for the challenge. Yes. That we didn't know what was coming, but we felt prepared that we could figure it out. And that's yep. probably the only timing advice we can give is like, if, especially since you have one child already, you know what that experience was. Are you ready to try and learn that again? And if you get to the point where you're like, you know what, I think we could do it. Maybe you're ready. Also cheering you on. Yeah. Having a baby with no family or like close by. That's really hard. That's a big challenge. Really, really hard. And we are cheering you on. Yeah. How would you recommend telling your best guy friend that you have liked him more than a friend for a really long time? Would you prefer it to be received or sent via text or delivered in person? And what if you don't know if you want to start a relationship right now because you're long distance? Yeah, just all of the all the thoughts on that. Wow. I'm always team tell him. <clears throat> yeah. How would you tell him? Uh, I'm usually team tell him in person if you can. Yeah. I guess they're long distance. So that could be a challenge. Yeah. But. If you can in person, if you can't on the phone, I always think texting's bad. Yeah. Um, I think text like Snapchat, anything like that, bad. Bad, bad, bad. I think the difficulty with text, especially in this scenario, is it leaves the opportunity for it to go unanswered and for you to kind of mentally spiral. I can see that happening. Right. Well, there's no nuance either. Yeah. So you don't get to see people's facial expressions. You don't Mm -hmm. get to, you know, none of that. And I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I think one thing to add to this is what 
what do you want out of this conversation? Identify that. Like, do you want a relationship? Are you trying to start a long-distance relationship? Um, Are you just trying to clear the air? In which case, you can go, hey, I'm not trying to start a relationship, but I do have feelings this way, and you can gauge that and see what happens and be like, or or you go, hey, I just want to be friends, but I want to air this out. If you like them, you don't want to just be friends. I don't know. I think that's the biggest lie ever. (laughs) Like, that's bullshit. I think it's totally valid to say that, hey, if this feeling is not mutual, I want to continue the friendship that we have and there Mm -hmm. aren't any hard feelings. Okay, I, I guess that's, that's a much okay, better way of putting it. But I hate the idea of going in and being like, yo, it's okay if you don't want to go anywhere with this, but yeah, like I, I think you need to be really, you know, but I, I think it's always better to just have it all on the table. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Because the worst thing that can happen is you get rejected. Mm-hmm. Like that's the worst thing that can happen. And I know it sounds horrible, but like then at least you know. On the plus side, you're long distance. Yeah. So... Like, you don't have to, it sounds like you won't run into them a lot. Yeah, I'm team in-person or, like, FaceTime or, I'd say in-person. Yeah, if there's an opportunity in-person in the near future. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, do you guys FaceTime often? Because if not... I feel like, yeah, people FaceTime all the time. Okay. I don't know what this relationship's like. I guess we don't, but I, I vote in person. I like it. Dude, dude, that's exciting. It is exciting. I, uh, that season of life is so fun. Yeah. But you don't realize how fun it is until you're out of it. (laughs) Well, it's not that you're not, like you realize you're having fun in it. But that was one thing that I like really mourned when I got married. Not like in a, I was disappointed. Like I was thrilled to be Mm -hmm. married. I feel so overwhelmed in the sense of like peace I have with who I married and all of that. But, but it is more a sense of stability, not a highs and lows. Right. So you miss the highs. You right. don't miss the lows where you're like, I damn do it, not. I hate being alone. Yeah, I don't miss the lows. But there really are highs with like dating and meeting somebody new and staying up late, learning everything about them. And, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. that's real. That's a fun season. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, hey, just as encouragement, this person is your friend. They seem to enjoy you. Yeah. Um. So at the very least, they value they, you that way. Right. So if they're a decent person, um, this won't blow things up. There's nothing to be concerned about yeah. if they're decent. Yeah. If they suck, you might just learn that. Yeah. You might find out they, <laughs> they suck, but you know, live and yeah. you learn. You live and you learn. That is great life experience, whether or not you want it. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that season's fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Agree. Hi, Joe and Matt. Uh, my name's Faith, and I first just wanted to say thank you for making this podcast. Um, I had been listening to one other podcast before this, so now I can say that I listen to podcasts, plural, and that I'm kind of building a library. So thank you for being my second podcast to listen to. I love you guys. Um, I really enjoyed the podcast you did a few weeks back when you talked about like fall traditions and things to do during this season. Um, And there were some things that I had never really thought of or had done before, like apple picking. And with Christmas and winter coming up, I was just wondering if you guys had any suggestions or ideas of things to do during that season. Um, It's my favorite time of the year, so... All I really do is like look at Christmas lights and things like that. I was just wondering if you had any other ideas or suggestions of things that I could do. Thank you. We got to do a whole episode on this. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and give a a short rundown. Yeah. I think it's geographically loaded, by the way. Do you have snow at Christmas? Uh, Oh, for sure. It's just cold. Like, because if you've got like reliable snow, I mean, you can go snowball fights. You can go... All kinds I of stuff. really want to do real Christmas tree farm. Yeah. This year. I've never done that. I haven't either. Uh, and I still don't want to do the real tree inside because <laughs> I don't want to deal with picking up. Sure. But my friend Cindy, who owns Zuzu's Petals and Gifts in Northwest Arkansas. She's awesome. She's awesome. And she suggested that we get a real tree and put it outside on the porch. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. And so I thought that was a really great idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to have that experience for the first time this year. An outdoor real tree. That's kind of fun. I know. She wants to make 
I'm really nervous about this concept. <laughs> like it's really cool in theory, but she wants to make uh bird seed ornaments for it. Oh. But then I'm scared that I'm gonna have a bunch of birds on my porch and I am I think that's horrified. a valid fear. Granted, I mean a lot of them have migrated, yes. I have no idea. I'm terrified of birds. You oh, know I'm yeah, terrified I do. of birds. I do know that. I hope they migrated. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we'll see how that goes or if we continue that. But uh, so going to the real Christmas tree farm, Mm -hmm. uh, decorating the tree with family and friends, sugar cookies, actually decorating sugar cookies. Oh, I didn't even think of indoor activities. I was just thinking, yeah, there's a lot of like good indoor holiday activities. We do a yearly ornament party with family, family friends that we've done it with for years and we craft ornaments that have all of our picture on Mm -hmm. them (laughs) and we do that every year uh cooking just like cooking cooking works in this like but you could do pies or i have a big one that i want to do this year that i have not done another year i want to do simmer pots this year uh come again simmer pots i'm not familiar so you put a variety of ingredients in a pot on simmer low so Mm -hmm. like cinnamon i don't know i'm gonna have to google a simmer pot recipe okay but it makes the whole house smell like holiday oh okay yeah it's like it's a diy candle (laughs) well it's not a candle though no but yeah it's like the old school what if it you know what if a candle was just boiling liquid with stuff in it yeah okay fair. it has a wick fair i really want to do that this year uh i don't know we're gonna have to think on that yep we'll we'll do a whole holiday episode we'll give it a spin yeah I think that that would be a lot of fun. We can have that coming out here in a few weeks. Uh, we'll put together a list because I get really into I get really into holiday crafts and stuff like yeah. that. I really enjoy, you know, I I love the idea of like making the garland on the tree with G, you know. Mm-hmm. Execution wise, you know, in the case of like an IKEA hack per se, it doesn't always go like with this picturesque vision. But oh, no, no, you do really love the idea. No, and I, it's it's never as picturesque as I want it to be, but it is always as enjoyable, whether, whether it turns out beautiful or not. In the end, it is. Sometimes, yeah. you know, how the sausage gets made is, it ain't pretty, so to speak, but. Yeah. <laughs> we're also odd because we're not big Christmas people. No, no, that's the so. funny part. You're like really pumped about all these ideas and we're just, holidays are, are cool. Yeah. But I like going into winter and yeah. just, you know, winter things. Mm-hmm. Winter things. <laughs> you <laughs> love holiday I... ideas. Yeah, I do. I love the idea of tradition. Yeah. You're romantic. I am. Yeah. Hopelessly romantic. Yeah. So am I. You are? No. Oh. No, you know that. I, I thought you might be like, this was you telling me. No, only when I think about being a dad. You were like, yeah. I still feel bad about last week's episode (laughs) where Matt got emotional about being a girl dad and I simultaneously had my phone and my computer ringing that there was someone at the front door. Yep. So sorry. Yep. So, so sorry. Hopefully Ah, we can revisit that in the weeks to come. For sure. All right. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.